Well, good morning. Once again, I told you guys that DJ MV was in Paris and there were some issues and flight delays. He was supposed to be back today. Man, DJ MV lying. DJ MV was not scared. You don't just schedule to come back and then you just stay a random extra whole day. He knew he wasn't coming back. He said his flight was delayed, so he is coming back, but he's just getting in later. I thought he had a private jet. Maybe just there. Oh, I don't know okay. if it stayed. Maybe that was just told. a big surprise. Now, on the way back, we're... Uh, yeah, listen, that, that private jet is expensive. You know what I'm saying? I can pay to get there, but commercial, we're coming back commercial. Yeah, hopefully first class for them. But didn't he post a picture in first class when he left? I thought he took a private... No, he took a private jet, oh, I thought. Okay, he okay. said private. I don't know. Oh, listen, good congratulations to him. He'll be back tomorrow. I would just, I would just wait until next week at this point. No, he's got to come to work. No, oh, okay. All right, now let's talk about uh, what you did last night. I went to a Major League Soccer game for the first time. Shout out to my girl, Sarah Vivon. She works for MLS. And I uh, went to watch the New York City FC play the Toronto FC. It's the conference semifinals. But we lost 1-2. It was a good game, though, and it was a good experience. I know they're trying to make sure we get more hype about that here. And I think that we're almost there. I'm surprised you didn't go to the Brooklyn Nets opening. Well, you know Kyrie what? Kyrie Irving dropped 50 points last night. I know. I got home in time to watch overtime. Aren't you an ambassador? And watch, yes. So why didn't you go to the home opener? So what had happened was Sarah is a very good friend of mine and she works in Major League Soccer and she actually asked me to go to this game way in advance. Yeah. And because I am a good, loyal friend, I agreed to do that, so I went to that. Well, you must really love Sarah. You sold, I do love Sarah. You chose Sarah over Brooklyn. All right. But I came home and got to watch the game in overtime, and very unfortunate. But Kyrie did his thing, for sure. I but did. yes, we did lose in overtime by I, one point. I did nothing last night but rest, mind my damn business. Um, but today on the show we have, oh, Black and Blue is coming out. Black and Blue will be in theaters tonight. Okay, Black and Blue stars uh, Naomi Harris. A young man named Tyrese Gibson and is directed by a, a, a great guy named Dion Taylor. Okay? So they'll be on the show this morning. All right? The talk Black and Blue, which is out in theaters tonight. All okay. right? And we got front page news up next. What are we talking about, you? Uh, yes, we'll be talking about uh, Instagram. They're going to be removing uh, some filters on there, and we'll tell you which filters they decided no more. All right, we'll discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good, yep, good, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. It's time for front page news. Now, in the World Series last night, the Washington Nationals beat the Houston Astros 12-3. Nationals lead the series 2-0. to oh, Houston, what the hell are you doing? Now, I'm not a Yankees fan. Uh, I'm actually glad that the Yankees aren't in just because that's DJ Envy's team. But uh, if, if, if my team, the team that beat my team, I want them to go win. Like, I don't want them to go to the World Series and, 
and lose. So so Houston, do something. And in NBA scores, Kyrie Irving scored 50 points, but the Nets lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 127 to 126. San Antonio beat the Knicks, uh, 120 to 111. Now, do y'all pick who we talk about in the NBA based off the fact that we're based here in New York? I didn't pick anything. I'm just talking about the producers, right? That's kind of ridiculous being that we're a nationally syndicated show. I just want to throw that out there. All right? Uh, And NFL action tonight, Minnesota plays Washington at 8.20 p.m. And what we got in front page news, G? Uh, So let's talk about a 24-year-old billionaire. He's only 24 years old. You've seen him out partying with Rihanna, with Bella Hadid. He hangs out with Yao Ming. Eric C., he just graduated from the uh, University of Pennsylvania from Wharton School of Finance. His family just gifted him $3.88 billion worth of shares at their pharmaceutical company. And there you have it. Now he is a billionaire. He just got a fifth of the company's total issued shares as a gift. No, that's what it's about. He's from Hong Kong. It's about nepotism. That's what it's about. That's why you should build your own so you can have something to pass on to your kids. That's the whole point. All right, now Instagram is going to be removing all filters that are associated with plastic surgery. They haven't said exactly which filters these are. But they want to actually help with people and the social media effects on body image, on self-esteem. A lot of people look at these pictures and feel like they can obtain these unrealistic ideals of beauty. Aren't all filters associated with plastic surgery then? Because don't they all alter your physical appearance? Uh, I mean, some of them make you look like a dog. Some of them make you look like, you know, they have little fun filters. You, They put sunglasses on you. Mm. So they're not all like that. But they do have some filters. I didn't even know they had these, right? But they have uh, some. One is called Bad Botox. One is called Plastica. So I didn't realize those were some of the filters. and then oh, they so, also, they, so they have actual filters that make you look like you had the plastic surgery. Right. Mm. And then they have another, say, possible target is Fix Me. It's a filter that places bruises and surgery pen markings on a person's face. So it looks like you had surgery because it has these pen markings and bruises. I can see why they would do that because the kids would see themselves with, uh, I guess, certain type of Botox or lip fillers and say, oh, that looks good. Let me get that in real life. All right, Popeyes is going to be hiring more staff, and that's because their chicken sandwich is back. They are planning to bring that back in November. They haven't said what date, but they do want to dedicate two people in each location just to that chicken sandwich. You know, last time they put it out, the demand was so great, they couldn't keep up with it. They ran out of supplies, so now they're trying to be prepared. Why wouldn't they do a fried turkey sandwich for November, being that it's Thanksgiving? Because, you know, they do the uh, uh, the, the Cajun chicken, I mean, the Cajun turkey around Thanksgiving time. You can go to Popeye's and get a whole turkey dinner. So why wouldn't they do the fried turkey chicken sandwich? Just because. I, I don't know what they're planning to do for Thanksgiving yet, but we do know that that uh, chicken sandwich, everybody wanted it. That's good. So that the, the demand of the chicken sandwich created more jobs. All right, now a New Mexico cop, the one that we told you about, Zachary Christensen, that slammed that 11-year-old middle school girl to the ground, he has uh, resigned. He said he tried to arrest her because she, quote, took more milk than she was supposed to and threw some on the ground. The body cam footage is awful. The young girl, he's uh, yanking off her bag as he's yelling, you're done. She's saying, you're hurting me, get off me. She's trying to get him off her. And a school employee eventually had to warn him that he was using excessive force. And that's when he finally calmed down. The case has also been referred to the New Mexico State Police for possible criminal charges. I mean, that's not enough. He should he should have been fired. But more importantly, he needs his ass kicked. Like, where is, where is her uncles at or her fathers or, or brothers or somebody? Like, he, he, he needs a fate. I mean, an 11-year-old girl, she took an extra milk and that's what you do? 
that sounds crazy. You shouldn't even have to do that to a little 11-year-old yeah, girl. Yeah, and, and you're asking too much of a father in that situation. I mean, I don't know if her dad is in her life, but you're asking too much of a father because what am I supposed to do? I'm not supposed to bust his head open just because he's a school resource officer? Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. That's right. We got Get It Off Your Chest coming next. Uh, you want to vent? Or if you just want to say how blessed you are, reach out and touch us. 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's time for you to get it off your chest and tell us why you're mad or tell us why you are blessed. Let's talk to Morning Grace. What's up, Morning Grace? It's Marty Grace. What's up, Anthony? What's up, Shalom? Oh, my gosh. Marty, I ain't heard from you in a minute, King. What's happening? I've been out here grinding, man, making all these postal workers look good, big dog. I see you. I see you. Well, I don't really see you, but you know. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, yo, listen. Did y'all get the shirts I left for y'all at the Juice Factory? I left y'all Brooklyn, Queens, and South Carolina Rep Your Hood t-shirts for all you guys with sneakers and everything. What? At the, where'd you leave it? At, at the Juice Bar? Who got a Juice Factory? Yeah, I left, I left it. You know the Juice Bar on, oh. um, on um, Malcolm X. You know what? Nobody gave that to me, and I was just there two days ago. I'm going to go by there today. Oh, man. Dang, man. Could, could, it, Who it, did it, you it. leave it with? I left it with the tall, the tall black guy. All right, that's Jay. All right, I'm going to ask him. Just your luck. That day it was uh, somebody in there from Queens, Brooklyn, and South Carolina, and they got they, they got a free shirt with their with their juice. All right, I'm going to have to do something again and drop something off to you, man. And, Angela Yee, you got to check me out. I've been emailing you, and you too, Charlamagne, at your Twitter. Y'all don't respond back. What's going on with your boy? Oh, I, don't, you, I don't ever be on Twitter. Where are you emailing? Like, what are you saying? What are you asking? I sent an email to you telling you I was dropping the stuff off at the store. Okay, I don't know where you sent the email, but I will definitely hit up Jay and see if it's there. All right, then. All right, I'll get back at y'all. Have a blessed day. I love you guys. Man. All right, we All love right, you, King. too. All right, it's time to get it off your chest. Who is on the line? This is Maisha. I'm calling from Miami. What's up, Maisha? 305. Hey, Charlamagne hey, God. Listen, Angela, are you team Messiah or team Ethic? The Messiah wise need to know before you get to this conference um, on Friday because we need to know how to act accordingly. Now, wait, break this down for me. <laughs> you don't know who Messiah and Ethic are? Ethic oh, you mean from the book? Yes. Oh, listen, we're going to talk about that when I get there. Yes, I'm going to be talking to um, to you guys about the series by uh, Ashley Antoinette. Is that her name? Yes, but yes. are you Team Ethic or Team Messiah? Listen, I don't want to give away anything until I get there. What team are you on so I know? I'm Team Messiah. We're representing the Messiah wives. Ooh, girl. All right, we're going to talk. <laughs> All right. But just remember, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And this is all for AspireCon that's going down in Atlanta. I'll actually be there tomorrow, so I'm excited to talk to you. I'm glad that we're um, excited about this. Okay. But let's all be friends after still. Well, not if you're not Team Messiah. Come on now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Yep, 1-800-585-1051 if you want to get it off your chest, man. If you want to vent, if you just want to tell us why you're blessed, call us right now. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee is Get It Off Your Chest. Who's this? What's up, Patrick? Oh, you got to roll your windows up or something, bro. Hey, 
Can you hear me now? No, we can't hear you now. I'm a truck driver, bro. I got my boots up there. How about now? You sound like you got a drop. Come on, man. You we like can't you hear you. Drop top, a drop top 18 wheeler you riding in. You got to right take now. off the Bluetooth. All right, hello. Sheesh. That Bluetooth sounds terrible. Bro, I hope you don't be calling like people like that all day long, bro. Oh, my bad. Belicio, I want to talk about that cop y'all been talking about that's been slamming that 11-year-old girl. When they first started putting these cops in the schools, I said this to a couple of my friends that this stuff was going to start happening. Right. And I mark my words, man, they're going to start targeting our young black children in these schools. I want this to shed a little more light on this, man, because it's going to start happening. They're already targeting us in the streets. And now they in our schools. Well, we gotta beat the, well, we, we gotta beat these school resource officers up. Like you can't tell me as a father, you you, you your eleven year old daughter gets slammed at school. You, you supposed to just eat that? Not at all. I got a ten year old. I'd be in jail right now. Come on, man. Come on, happily, happily in jail. I'd be in jail right now. Word. You know, you know, but yeah, I just want to man, protect the babies, man. But I, I definitely think some more light need to be shined on this, and a little right. more need to be looked into these resource officers in these schools. I think it definitely go to get out of hand a little more. Remember um, that you saw that movie, you read the book, The Hate You Give? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it was, was it her next book that, where that happened? Yeah, no, it was the other book that she did after that where the whole um, the whole story of the book was that she got slammed down by the police officers at the school and embarrassed in front of everybody all because they wanted to go through her backpack. Right. And what I haven't heard is, what, what was, you know, I know it don't really matter, but it, it should, but was this little girl black? You know what? I don't even know. What color? You know, that's she is. I mean, yeah, I think uh, she. Know, I think that, she. That, I think she. A more confirmation of what I'm saying. So, I think she was black, though. Exactly. You know, so I just, you know, I, I definitely think it, on, it ain't right. I feel like for real, Charlamagne should get his guy donkey of the day. You know, just to put him on blast a little bit more. He, he's a candidate. You're absolutely right. Thank you, King. Yes. What's up? It's time for you to get it up your chest. Who's this? Daisha Alexander. What's up, Daisha? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited this morning. Okay, what's good? Uh, me and my family are finally getting a new house after the tornadoes here in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, oh my Congratulations. God. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank um, first you. of all, I'm glad y'all are okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We glad no one got hurt here. All right, so where's the new house at? I know uh, y'all excited to move in. You moving in today? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's huge. All right, well, we're happy for you. We spread our love to you, too, and that's an amazing blessing. Make sure you run some, you. Make sure you run some sage through that house. Get all the bad spirits, oh, bad yes. juju out. Oh, yes. My husband's been on that. He's been getting all kind of sage. Okay. <laughs> all right, Daisha. Let's talk to Tariq. Tariq, get it off your chest. Good morning, good morning. How you doing, Angelique? Y'all can't morning. wait till you die on power, King. Power? That's right. Don't worry about it. If you <laughs> know, morning. you know. Yes, my name is Tariq. My name is Tariq Benjamin, a.k.a. Pastor Piff from Mount Vernon, New York. Um, I just wanted to speak on, first of all, I want to say, yes, I am blessed and highly favored. I thank God no, for No, 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 no. You're, ble you're blessed black and highly favored, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I don't cheat. Um, yes, I just wanted to speak. I mean, I believe I love Cherinoa, and I believe that he has great ways of trying to avoid sensitive material. Avoid? Um, but I want to go back um, on the rape thing. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that... When you are raped, you do not go back and do anything with said raper. You do not have conversation. You do not continue any type of sexual act whatsoever. When you use the term rape, it's a very, very sensitive well, and strong. Have you ever word. been raped? No, but I've been involved. So then how do you know what someone does? I think everybody reacts differently. Because I would never be a raper and I've been accused of said things. And then afterwards, 
come back on. I had to use the same person who accused me to clear my name. Because after the fact that this person said I raped them, years later, the person said they wanted to get back with me. And that was the only way that I could use to clear my name was to get back with that person and let people know that she was a liar. Well, that was your... That, sir, I'm sorry that happened to you and that was your situation, but there definitely are women who have been married to men who have raped them. There definitely are women who have gone... Totally different, totally different, totally different. Marriage and so so on and so forth. Yes, but this woman sat there and said she was raped because she didn't like the sex that uh, she had. Another thing I will speak on in that situation is, do you know how hard it is to get inside someone's anal cavity without them, without them, you know, if you're sitting there and you're trying not to have that kind of sex? No, I I don't know how hard that... You're, you're, you're talking about the Matt Lauer situation. I mean, listen, Trevor Noah got his perspective. You got your perspective. You no, know? no, that's a that's a fact. But what I'm saying is, people are listening. Yes. So now, when you when you sit there and you rebuttal saying I don't want, I, I feel raped after I had sex with this person X, Y, and Z times, it's gonna give people a, 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 a different kind of mindset. Yeah, I don't believe that if you should not have stuff done to you that you don't like. I, I'm not. I'm not for. If that. you say no, right? Does that does that mean no? Is that rape? If you say no. Yeah, but she, you're, you're, you're classing it in a play where she went back and had sex with the dude multiple times. Charlamagne Listen, said it himself. Right, and what he was trying to explain is a lot of people end up going back to the person who abused them, and it happens all the time. Now, yeah, and, he's and, and, not and, and saying actually, that in every situation that's what it is, but it does happen. Yeah, and if you actually... Definitely. If you read a little deeper into the situation, I mean, it actually brings a lot of context to what Trevor Noah said because the young lady did say she kept going back because she kept trying to justify uh, what happened the first time. She feel like if she could establish a romantic connection with the person, it would erase that, I guess, feeling of, of rape. If you if you actually read the story, that's what she said. So what Trevor said in context makes a lot of sense. No, but no, that, no, I didn't say that he wasn't saying something that wasn't important. Yeah, you're just giving another perspective. That's all. You're giving yeah, another perspective. Think, right, 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 right. Well, right, thank you right. for calling, King. That's right. It's get it off your chest, man. Listen, that's what this segment is for. You get to vent. You get to get things off your chest. Uh, or you can call up and tell us why you're blessed. We do that every morning. Now, we got the room report coming up here. Yes, you know, Tyrese is coming up here today. And one thing that happened recently is he was on Wendy Williams' show. And here's what he says happened that made him not actually be able to come on the show before this. He's not lying. I bit heard that story. Okay? But we'll talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still on vacation, and we're about to do the rumor report, and we're going to talk Wendy Williams. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor report, rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Wendy Williams has said that her ex has banned Tyrese from her show, and that's why she hadn't seen him in so long. Here's what happened. So I'm like, Tyrese, you were supposed he hasn't been here in three or four years, right? I'm like, where have you been? He goes, your husband banned me because he thought I was flirting with you. <laughs> are you serious, Kevin? Get out of here with that. I don't know. I don't know. Who are you flirting with? That's right. Who was you flirting with? Come on now. Banning that man because you insecure. What a sucker. Kelvin Doodoo Brown Hunter out here doing dirt 100 miles per hour, and his own insecurities cause him to think Tyrese getting too close, so Kevin banned him. That's so lame. And she didn't even know about it. And by the way, Tyrese told me that story about three years ago. So wow. he don't got no reason to lie. He literally told me that at least two, three years so ago. So Kevin told him he was banned? 
I forgot how Tyrese ended up getting that information, but I remember Tyrese telling me that a, a few years ago. All right, now let's discuss Selena Gomez. She has a new song out, and the new song, everybody's speculating that it is about Justin Bieber. It completely makes sense. It's called Lose You to Love Me. And so he wants to replace us Like it was easy Made me think I deserved it In the thick of healing All right, so she said, in two months, you replaced me like it was easy, made me think I deserved it in the thick of healing. And she talks a lot about a relationship that she had to lose in order to love herself. And she shot the entire video on her iPhone 11 Pro, by the way. So I guess Haley Baldwin, who is Justin Bieber's wife, did not take too kindly to that. And she posted a picture of Summer Walker's song featuring Janae Aiko called I'll Kill You. And fans were not okay with that. Everybody started coming at her after that. And Selena Gomez responded on social media. She said, I'm literally just laying down and thanking Jesus. Where my father has taken me and placing me is exactly where I am meant to be. He said to me, Selena, hold on. I hurt when you hurt. I cry when you cry, but I will never, ever leave your side. Work with me, walk with me, and watch how I do it. He always surprises me, and I re-fall in love with him every single time. In my worst moments, like awful, most painful moments, I never stop falling to my knees wanting and needing only his love see the enemy keeps trying to tear me down and it's just not gonna happen not today not the next i'm so lost who was saying all that now selena gomez oh in response to Haley bieber posting that picture of summer walker's song i'll kill you oh you don't know what's going on no i'm kind of confused so selena made a song about justin Mm -hmm. lose you to love me and Haley saying i'll kill you I mean, she posted a picture of a song I'm by Summer Walker yeah, I, called I I'll Kill You. All right. So people think that she posted that picture in response to Selena Gomez releasing I'm, the I'm, song, I'm, Lose You to Love Me. I'm removing myself. I don't know why I just got invested in that. That was Now, Haley Bieber <laughs> responded and said, please stop with this nonsense. There is no response. This is complete BS. And Taylor Swift actually came to Selena Gomez's Oh, my uh, God. Defense. This is like celebrity deathmatch for pop stars. As friends do, she posted a picture of Selena Gomez and her song, and she she said, this song is a perfect expression of healing and my absolute favorite song she's put out yet, A Triumph. And look, if that's Selena Gomez's truth and the situation wow. she went through and she wrote a song about it. Right. The next VMAs could get violent. Might need to keep all of them separated from each other. Could get like the old school Sauce Awards. Man. Mayonnaise right. mania. All right. Too much goddamn mayonnaise. Now, since we're talking about music, let's talk about Little Nas X and his Old Town Road song. They said not only uh, is, has that song broken all kinds of records now, it is also the uh, only song that has reached 10 million units as quickly as it did. So that is another record it's broken. It actually went diamond. That's what they call going diamond certified. Man, I really hope that young man's getting his money. I really hope that we don't hear in a few years that he wasn't making a dime off that song. I hope he got his publishing. I really hope he got everything in order. Because that's one of those songs that you could be really set for life if you do the right thing with that money, if you're getting that money. He already had the longest number one single in that's Billboard chart saying. history. 19 consecutive weeks at number one. Who's he signed to, man? Because, no, seriously, didn't he just, like, didn't he just come out of, like, his, off the street, basically? Like, he don't know anything about this industry? Columbia? Man, I pray that young man's getting his money, because somebody got rich off Old Town Road, and I really hope it was Lil Nas X. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, we got front page news up next, right, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about sex offenders who are suing a Georgia sheriff over no trick-or-treating Lord time. have mercy.
It's The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Let's get in the front page news. Now, the Washington Nationals beat the Houston Astros 12-3. Nationals lead the series 2-0. And in NFL action tonight, Minnesota plays Washington at 8.20 p.m. I don't give a damn about that game. I just like seeing the Redskins lose so I control uh, Donnell Rollins. Now, Angela, what we got? Turn our mic on. Hey, here I am. All right, Mark Zuckerberg, he was being grilled by Congress in particular. Maxine Waters, who's the chair of the committee, kicked off this hearing by talking about Facebook and the ads that they would run that were discriminatory and whether or not they even fact-checked those ads. Here's what happened. Are you telling me you plan on doing no fact-checking on political ads? Uh, Chairwoman, our our policy is that we do not fact-check politicians' speech And the reason for that is that we believe that in a democracy, it is important that people can see for themselves what politicians are saying. Uh, That's exactly what I expect the owner of Facebook to say. Why would the founder of a social media site care about facts? But I do wonder, do TV networks fact check politicians' ads? Yeah, and I think you can, I don't even know if you can choose what you run, because I always see when I see politicians' ads, I see them put the disclaimer in the beginning. Yes. Saying that it does not represent the views of this network. That is very true. This was paid for. But I don't know if they can even turn those down when somebody wants to run an ad. Can they say we're not running that on here, or is that illegal? Because even up here, no, you can't. if somebody's running for office, we have rules here, too. Yes, because somebody, I remember I read an article in the New York Times that said uh, Donald Trump ads were running on Breakfast Club videos. But you can't, you can't, you can't discriminate. So is he wrong? No. I mean, I don't know. I got I to gotta know the rules of the TV network. If the TV network fact check, fact checks political ads, Facebook should too. Because people have talked about election interference and Facebook playing a part in that and spreading mm-hmm. things that are untrue. Here's what else he had to say about fact checking. Do you um, fact check on any ads at all? Yes. Describe what you fact check on. Chairwoman, what we do is we work with uh, a set of independent fact checkers who... Somebody fact checks on ads. You have you contract with someone to do that. Is that right? Uh, Chairwoman, yes. What we do is when content is getting a lot of distribution and is flagged uh, by members of our community or by our technical systems, it can go into a queue to be reviewed by a set of independent fact checkers. Well, that's a contradiction, right? Either you fact check on ads or you don't. Right. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure how this all uh, works. And I don't know how it works on the networks either. That's a good question, though. Because I don't believe him. What if the, what if the ad is Blue Chew? How do you fact check Blue Chew? You got to try it? <laughs> I don't get it. And a lot of places that make fake claims of th- this product can do this, and then they're like, okay, we're not going to run that. I don't saying. know. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe they fact check all ads. I don't believe that. All right, now, a New Mexico cop has resigned. That cop is Zachary Christensen. We saw that he was violently grappling with an 11-year-old middle school student. He actually threw her on the ground. He tried to arrest her because she took more milk than she was supposed to. His body cam footage that was released shows her initially pleading with him to be allowed to leave, and he yanked off her bag and yelled, You're done. Then he pushed her into a wall lifted her leg to slam her to the ground. She was crying and begging him to get off her. Finally, a school employee had to say that he was using excessive force. You think? And that's when he finally calmed down. So he has stepped down. And the case has also been referred to the New Mexico State Police for possible criminal charges. He's an 11-year-old girl. Yeah, Zach needs his ass kicked. Like, there's, no, there's, no other, there's no way around that. Zach need to run the fade with another grown-ass man, and let's see if he can do that same thing he did to that 11-year-old girl to a grown-ass man. Right. Oh, really terrible. Now, there's a Colorado mom who's being charged with murder 
and also profiting off of fabricated illnesses. It all has to do with Make-A-Wish. Olivia Gant, she was a terminally ill seven-year-old who spent her final months doing all things like riding along with police officers and firefighters and doing all kinds of things, but it was all part of a lie, according to prosecutors. She was never terminally ill. Her mother actually killed her, according to what the grand jury found out. And she made all kinds of money. She's being charged now. The mom is being charged. Kelly Turner, a.k.a. Kelly Gant, is being charged with two counts of first-degree murder and her daughter's 2017 death. She's charged with two counts because they also have a special provision in Colorado law. If you're in a position of trust and charged with killing a child younger than 12 years old, they charge you with that. She faces a count of child abuse and 10 other charges because she actually stole a lot of money from Medicaid, hospitals, and charities, including Make-A-Wish. More than half a million dollars she got by pretending that her daughter had a terminal illness when she did indeed Jesus Christ yeah end up killing her so uh, really who would do all of that you would kill your own child for that all right that is your front page news that's right now coming up right we got the two stars of black and blue black and blue hits theaters tonight Tyrese and Naomi Harris will be here and the director Dion Taylor will be here so join us why don't you it's the breakfast club the breakfast club Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show at the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We got some special guests in the building. We got Mr. Tyrese Gibson, director Dion Taylor, and Naomi Harris. They got a new movie coming out called Black Tie in Blue. It'll be out October 25th <laughs> in theaters everywhere. Good morning, my people. Good morning, man. Black and Blue is the movie. Black Tie in Blue. Black Tie in Blue. Man, they already. <laughs> now, what is this movie based on? First of all, it's the number one movie in the world, mm -hmm. so we're going to claim that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it in the air. But, but it is an incredible action thriller. Um, if you love movies like Sicario, if you love Training Day, this is that film. Okay. Except this movie has a, a really, really dope, relevant message in it. Uh, the movie actually deals with body cams, and Naomi Harris is to my right. Oscar-nominated Naomi Harris. I got to make sure Moonlight. Moonlight. We have to make sure we say that. Oh and this God. man to my left, the legend... Uh, basically, she sees a, a young kid get shot, and um, on a, and she records it on her body cam, and basically that's where the movie actually starts. So mm -hmm. instead of her conforming to what the police want her to do, which is give them the body cam, mm -hmm. she basically makes the choice that she's not going to do that. It always takes a woman, a black woman, to stand up for what's right. Well, here, let me tell you something what's great, though. You just hit you just hit the nail on the head. This is the first ever film in the history of film to star African-American female as a lead, as a cop. In really? A movie. Ever. Huh. Ever. Like do, you, do you think this movie shows a different relationship between uh, police and people of color due to everything that's happening with police brutality now? I think it's different because it has the perspective of being from the police. Like, mm -hmm. you are rooting for a woman of color who's a police officer within the force, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, when Alicia joins the police force, she's told by her fellow police officer, basically, you have to give up your black identity now. You are blue now. You're, blue. You're no longer black. And her whole realization, and I think that the whole uh, theme of the movie, is that no one should have to make that choice. Yeah. And you can only imagine what it must feel like to be a police officer who's trying to do the right thing, and there's so many cover-ups going on within the police department because we've heard so many stories about uh, police officers and how they've lied and how yeah. they hide camera footage and yeah. all of that and that's going on every day right now. Well, you got to yeah. keep in mind the Rodney King beating which is the most legendary thing ever captured on camera. They, those None of those officers had body cams. Right. So, 
you would assume that with everybody having cameras and video cameras on their cell phones that an, or ring at your front door with motion signals, uh, uh, you would feel like we're safer. It don't matter if they're getting away with murder, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, they, they that, don't care. No, but that's what the movie, I think that's what, that's what's driving everyone to the movie theaters right now. Why the movie is getting rave reviews is because <clears throat> when Eric Gardner was choked, the reality is why that was happening, there are seven to ten other officers behind him with body cameras on. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when they all go to the precinct and have to file a report, you're waiting for one person to be like, yo, that wasn't right. And that never happens. And where's the footage from all the, the other footage? body cameras? So, mm-hmm. so what happens is, what happens in black and blue is the Naomi Harris character sees and witnesses something like that. And instead of her conforming to that, she basically is like, no, I'm going to go upload this footage and tell them all y'all asses. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they actually begin to frame her. A lot of niggas don't understand the difference in a snitch versus a whistleblower. Right. Takashi 69 is snitching. Absolutely. He got caught up in some dumb shit, trying to live a life and lifestyle that he know nothing about. And then the reality of what the fuck he was in and had going on sat in for him quick. Mm. Yes. And now he's saying, I'm fucked and I'm going to take everybody down with me. That's a snitch. When you're a whistleblower, you take an oath in office to do right by your community that you're serving. Your salary is taxpayers' dollars. And you said, if I see something, I'm going to say something. This is what Naomi's character is in the movie. Mm-hmm. She did two tours in Afghanistan from New Orleans, left when she was 16, came back to New Orleans. Her mom's died in the movie. And she said, I still want to serve my community. So she becomes a rookie. They say, wait in the car. All of this is in the trailer, so I'm not giving the movie away. <laughs> they say, wait in the car. She hears something, goes upstairs, and end up witnessing her own partners in the police force murdering some black boys in the hood catches it on her body cam they're on a mission for the whole movie to kill her because she they do not want that body cam footage to be turned in in real life have you ever had to call the cops on somebody because i know we're very hesitant to call the cops when something i'll happens. call, them, like, I'll so call the police in a minute <laughs> You said, Have you called the cops or somebody? You goddamn right. <laughs> Especially in the neighborhood I live in now. <laughs> I call the cops in a minute. <laughs> what? I, need I don't help. think I've ever called. Isn't police. it crazy that when you see it go wrong, like what happened yeah. in Fort Worth, where you know a Tatiana Jefferson was in her home, yeah. the neighbor thought he was doing a good thing by calling the cops because he saw the door was open, mm. and then the cops come and they shoot and kill her in her own that's home. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's things that sometimes it makes it scary. He was doing the right thing by calling the cops, so mm. he thought. You know, and then something like that happens. And I think a lot of times we're in situations where it would be the general mm-hmm. idea of what police do is to call the police. Mm. But it's yeah. hard to do that because things mm. go left so quickly. Yeah, yeah well, see, see, in L.A., this is something that one of my, my dudes told me. He said, yo, it's so crazy that a cop killed one of the homies many years back. And then we needed the police to protect us at the funeral. Because the funeral was in the neighborhood with some mm-hmm. we don't get along with. Mm-hmm. So it, it is this, <laughs> it, it, it just, it's so many layers. Yeah. You know, we had the Rampart Division, we had the Rodney King, we had the OJ trial. It's been, I was, I was one of the people in, in the hood looting when the whole OJ Simpson thing went down. What'd you steal? A lot of <laughs> <laughs> I actually stole a hat that looked like that in the background. Uh, but I wanted I wanted to say this. You know what's interesting in the in the film, we actually deal with that. Tyrese's character actually has a felony. 
Mm. And what happens is he actually calls the police. That's why I was asking if you ever called the police. Mm. He's at the store. Because he he's at a felony? No, he feels like some, oh, okay. someone's breaking into the store. And he mm. works there. So he calls 911. And they come only to arrest him. Wow. Oh, so you, and, his character's on probation. Must yeah, be. So, yeah, yeah, so, so I wanted to deal with that because so many times when you are inside of that system and you call them, no matter what you're talking about, they already looking at you. Mm -hmm. And I thought yeah. this movie needed to deal with that. All right, we got more coming up with the cast of Black and Blue and the director, uh, Tyrese, Naomi Harris, and the director, Deion Taylor. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. And right now, we have the cast of Black and Blue in here, Tyrese, Naomi Harris, and Deion Taylor. Now, let me ask you a question. You know, like a lot of black officers are referred to as sellouts. Does, does your respect for black officers change? After seeing this movie? Oh, absolutely. Yes, man, yes. Absolutely. For the good ones. Oh, yeah. Well, there are, there are a lot of good ones. Yeah. And, and what we're, too what many we're, good ones. What we're really pointing at is, okay, now that we've actually tabled this conversation about what do we need to do in the community, do you have any answers, right? Because everybody's mm -hmm. always like, let's talk about it. Like, what are we talking about? Here's the answer. The answer is a lot of people need to understand right away in these communities, because I come from the project communities, First, we got to get away from the, the idea that our votes don't count. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about the president vote. I'm talking about voting in your Local community. Right. Who is your council member? council member? Who is the person that's chief overseeing the chief of police? Who are these people? Mm -hmm. So while we're all rallying around somebody being killed, we need to actually be proactive and rally around who is in office in our city. So now, once you start doing that, the other thing is how do we affect change in our community? We have to begin to send our youngins out to school, criminal justice majors, and ask them now, instead of going to the military, come back and patrol your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So now you could actually have homegrown police officers that actually know that young dude on the corner, know your mom, know your auntie. It's a, it's a small step, but it's a step that we have to begin to take so we could actually have change. So are you trying to change the narrative of police brutality in the country or the narrative of police in our community? No, no. It's, it's, no. It's, it's the dynamic of... See something, say something. That's it. Got you. you know what's right crazy? There. We don't even realize how desensitized we've all gotten because no, we fact. see wild shit come across our timeline every day. Mm. Like, this is an event. This movie ain't gonna put you to sleep. Mm -hmm. No, I got too much yeah. banking on this. <laughs> for, for, listen, listen. I'm, I got. I'm not talented enough. <laughs> to come up here and figure out a way to get y'all to understand why y'all need to see this movie. Ain't no preaching. Somebody said to me the other day, and they described it thoroughly. She said in the interview, I got to the theater. From the moment the movie started, I was on the edge of my seat. I was screaming. And, and she said throughout the movie, two hours, she was f***ed up. And she said when the movie went off, she had to sit in her chair for 30 minutes to just calm down before she could walk to her car. Right. And this was a white woman wow. who did an interview. The reason why she was going crazy because she has never experienced that. Mm. And then I said to her in closing, this is what it feels like to be black in America. Because you would assume if the Rolls Royce is there for these successful folks and the Wraith, I'm good, right? Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing gonna happen to me. Because you no. guys both have Wraith. 
Nah, nah, no, I don't. Tyrese definitely got a ring. That's not the point. I don't have no ring. I have a 2014 Chevy Tahoe that I'm leasing. Charlamagne, it's all right. All right. You ain't got a wraith because you put all your money into your skin cream. But listen to what what I'm saying. You you got your priorities in order. It's all right. Because I swear, when I walked in this mall, I thought you was envy. You told me I got my melanin back. Knock it off. No, you was on your way back and then changed since I've seen you. But anyway, anyway, so, so she said, I said to her, that's what it feels like to be black in America. Naomi, being more, I guess, worldly, because you're not from here, mm-hmm. right? Jamaica and the UK. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on police brutality? Is it what we have going on in America? Is it a world thing? Or is this like in mm-hmm. America is different than it is in Jamaica and in the UK? What's the relationship with the police that you've seen? Um, so it's, it's, very, it's different in the UK, but we have the Black Lives Matter movement. We have, um, we deal with the same level of like corruption and police brutality. Um, like we have so many unexplained deaths, perfectly healthy black men who are arrested and go into police custody and then end up dead. And that's totally unexplained. There hasn't been a single police arrest um, mm. over mm. a black death ever. Whoa. Wow. Ever in the UK. Um, so, you know, we have the same issues. They're just much more extreme over here. I'm glad you said that because I was wondering, I'm like, would they give would they give this film backlash because it's not an American woman playing playing the role? Nah. No, not at all. No way. Not at all. There's Especially- not. Listen, you go. I, you know I got my ears to the street. Mm-hmm. When she does her interviews, the English accent is on, but don't get it f***ed <laughs> up. <laughs> don't get it f***ed up. You don't hear one piece of British popping up in that screen in that movie. No, How about I- this? I'm going to keep it real, Charlamagne. This shit needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Naomi, she, she, she messed me up, bro. <laughs> what you Because mean? I got to New Orleans like two weeks before it was time to film. She fresh off a of moonlight with the Oscar nomination. Everybody coming at me like, yo, you know Naomi, she she the real. And I'm like, yo, that, you that know. That would be I, me saying that. <laughs> the battery. You're putting that pressure on. You're putting the battery. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I, I was like, all right, I need to go into this thing and understand that I'm about to I'm about to dance with a lion. So she elevated me. And we 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 had a couple moments where, you know, I said, Naomi. You you know, you may not be used to doing this, but I am so concerned about this torch that we got to carry. Can we practice? Can we spend some time in between filming? I'd much rather her tell that story. (laughs) What do you think, Naomi? I was very concerned. About Tyrese? I understand. I understand your concern Naomi. Finally, some realness being said in this goddamn interview. I understand your concern for Tyrese, Naomi. It's like, what, spend alone time? Why? Why? I didn't mean it like that. All right? But, no, but honestly, it was was so cool because basically he was just trying to share his experience, you know, um, because he was like, this is the kind of the kind of community that Alicia is from is the kind of community that he is from, mm-hmm. and I needed to learn about that. Right. You know, I I am British, and I'm I'm learning about an African American experience, and it is different, and so I have to be sensitive to that, and I have to do as much research as I possibly can, and I did as much as I possibly could, but I could not have got through this movie if I didn't have Ty by my side, and I really thank you for that. <laughs> 
We got more coming up with the cast of Black and Blue, Tyrese and Naomi Harris, and the director, Deion Taylor. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. We have the cast of Black and Blue, uh, Tyrese and Naomi Harris, well, the stars of Black and Blue. And we have the director, Deion Taylor, here. Now, Angela Yee. I know that Naomi was the first person, right, that was attached. You got her as an independent filmmaker. How, what's the process like of you actually locking in your talent, and how did this all happen? Man, it was a it was a whirlwind. You know, I had just uh, finished The Intruder. Yes. <coughs> Thank God Great Anthony Mackie wasn't available. We <laughs> 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 playing Captain America, bro. Thank God. I had just finished The Intruder, and um, I had not done a studio movie. And I had so many offers to do studio films, and I just didn't want to do it because we had been financing our own movies, myself and Robert Smith and Roxanne. And um, when I read the script, I was like, man, this is, I've never seen anything like this. And I knew what I could add to it. So as we began to cast, obviously the first choice was Naomi. And um, it, was a, it was a hell of a fight for me to get Tyrese. Wow. And I had to convince the entire studio that this was a legend to my left. And I refused to work with anyone else because I wanted to put somebody that was that dynamic. And people forget, John Singleton found Tyrese first. So that means you're special mm -hmm. when you begin to think about the people he's touched. Mm. And I just thought, and I explained to the studio at the time, like, y'all got this all wrong. <laughs> y'all just forgot because he's been in these major films and whatever's going on in his life that y'all think is happening. I said, no, we got to pick him up. Yeah. And... To me, that's the new Hollywood, man. We're not sitting back and watching people drown and, and act like we don't see it because we want to stay afloat. This point, man, I'm the guy that I'm like, nope, come on, man, give me your hand. I'm pulling you up. So when I fall down one day, you pull me up. That's real. And well, this he's, dude yeah, he's speaking to the elephant in the room. Um, we all seen too much play out publicly, privately. And there were some people that decided... We need to hit the pause button mm. on all things Tyrese right now and just let this all play out. So on the other side of of stuff that I don't even want to get into, y'all seen it all play out. What more do you want from me? I wanted my <laughs> career. Um, <laughs> you have to say it in character. Yeah, I'm about to release my new single. It's called What More Do You Want From Me? Fire! <laughs> featuring Charlamagne. Um, and we're going to put some dark makeup on. It's going to be crazy. I feel uh, like I should get co-production credit on that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, Dion, who never allowed any of that stuff to ever look at me any different, is a rare gem of a guy to be able to say he's the guy for the role. Mm -hmm. I know y'all want to go to other places, but this is it. And and it's Naomi, a dark role, so why not get somebody yeah, dark skin? Well, no. Here's the thing. Speaking to yeah, whatever. <laughs> Speaking to you know the reason that he wear black sweaters now is because there's a contrast. We used to it used to be wrong. all one shade. I can see the <laughs> facial hairs now. It's crazy. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, you know, listen, I, I just have to say this. I know what I'm capable of as an actor. I know where I can go. And it's partially my fault that I served up this box office CG action, blowing up cars, shootout, bing, 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 because when these other actors that have became the go-tos for mm -hmm. the dramatic space are taking roles that I know I'm capable of doing... I sit back very frustrated because I know what I'm capable of. 
but they don't have me in mind. So outside of my stuff that we all seen play out publicly, it was also, can you put me opposite a savage of a level of a Naomi Harris and have me to keep up? Mm. And and Dion knew, just like I made believe I knew what I was capable of, but it took him to go, get in the game. Let's go. All this they thinking and feeling and who they got in mind and Michael B and Anthony Mackie and Jamie and every name that was thrown out there, I understood why they wanted to go to these usual places. And and that just goes to show you, like, ultimately, you can never allow your own value or your own self-worth to go down based yeah. on other choices that people may have in mind. Right. I was just on standby, bro. I was sitting on the bench. I was holding all my L's. I, I took it on the chin, mm -hmm. and I was just like, yo, if, if God were to give me another shot at turning this thing around, I'm going to work so f***ing hard to be the best thing that I could be in this movie and understand that I am physically walking inside of answer prayers because this is a movie that I'm not supposed to be working on. Right. And this is what's crazy, and I'll shut up. All of my pains and my traumas that a lot of y'all prayed me out of and helped me to get through, I took all of those vulnerabilities into this movie, and you're going to see it. If I tried to do black and blue today, if Dion say, yo, we start next week, <clears throat> I don't know that I could give you what I gave you in this movie. you had all that pain you was dealing with before. This is best performance ever. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to just say hands down. Um, Jody was pretty good in Baby No, Boy, this right? is... That's a classic. It is. All classic. jokes, I'm not even joking. But Jody this, is, this is exceptional. Better than Waist Deep? Get out of here, man. You know what, man? You know <laughs> what? what? You Get him, man. Give him, hit him with another joke, man. Hit him. <laughs> hit this motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, I like Wade right Deep. That scene like when you walking on the too. beach when everybody Yo, think man. you dead. Shut <laughs> up. Right. You did some better than carrying the teddy bear. Shout out to Megan, man. Megan was with us last night. Megan okay. good, man. This is one of them joints where you jump on that group chat. Mm -hmm. You jump on your social media. If you black in America, if you white and you live in the suburbs and you don't understand the black or Latino experience, I just hope that you decide to not say, you know, cancer ain't in my house, so I don't care about cancer. Right. When you are black in America and Latino in America, you dealing with abuse, excessive force, murder. It's so much real shit going on out here. And I can just speak to all my real ones from the hood. This ain't no cheesy shit. It is as uncomfortable and as real as it gets. I'm, I'm gonna say this in closing. Y'all support real shit, more real shit gets made. You keep supporting slave movies, they gonna keep making them. Oh. I'm just putting it out no, there. Here. No. I'm sorry. He don't want me I to I saw your it. Django audition tape, though. Yo, listen. <laughs> I told you. That was actually Charlemagne. Um, all I'm saying is keep supporting real shit, and real movies will be... When they see us... These are the type of movies that need to be made that yeah, speaks right. to what we are living and experiencing every day. That's right. Black and Blue, Tyrese Gibson, Deion Taylor, Naomi Harris. Thank you for coming. Thank you, man. Thank you, Charlamagne, thank you so much, brother. Seriously, man. See, I'll text you in the middle of the night, man. Like, please don't cancel this. <laughs> please don't cancel this, man. We thank need, you, Angela, we, for we showing need it. up. Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Seriously, man. Nah, we had to make this happen for y'all, man. We got to get on this B-Woke vote, man. Let's do it. All right. Thank it's you so much. Club.
Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. It's time for the rumor report. We got to talk Stephen A. Smith. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Stephen A. Smith, he is leaving ESPN Radio. That's part of a new contract that he has, his huge upcoming contract that we've been hearing about. It's the final stages now for this to happen, a five-year extension with ESPN. And they said that they had begun negotiations back in April that could make him about $10 million a year. So he's leaving ESPN Radio? No, he's staying. He's oh. Yeah, but he's leaving ESPN Radio. So he's just going to do TV strictly. So, yeah, I guess that's part of what the deal is. He's going to continue with First Take, and he's going to do more appointment viewing opportunities on SportsCenter. Yes, I, I was watching him on SportsCenter last night with Michael Wilbon and Magic Johnson, actually. They're also trying to figure out a way to use him on their new ESPN Plus platform. I enjoy him. On, platform. I enjoy him on the radio, though. Well, that's why you might have to subscribe to hear him on ESPN Plus. I don't know if I enjoy him that much, but I enjoy him on the radio. All right. Well, I mean, does, plus, plus, there's enough Stephen A. Smith to go around. I don't, you know, you you you, you see him on TV all the time. Yeah, so he does uh, have time remaining on his current contract, but with this new deal, he'll be at ESPN into 2025. Ten million a year for five years, not a bad deal. Drop on a clues bomb, Stephen A. Smith. Goddamn it. All right, now Lamar Odom, he was talking about breaking up with, well, not even breaking up, but like just mistreating Taraji P. Henson, and he left her to be with Khloe Kardashian. He did a new interview for Uncensored, as you know, and here's what he said. That was the most significant relationship as a grown-up that I had with a black woman. I used to carry a picture on the road with me. She gave me inspiration, you know what I'm saying? A black woman working like that. That's just as good as her craft, and I'm as at my craft. Things ended with Taraji because of being me being an immature punk. I didn't know how to tell her that I was falling in love with another woman named Khloe Kardashian. Lamar clearly makes poor choices in life, huh? You left Taraji P. Henson for Khloe Kardashian. Poor I know, choice. to this day, Terrible he's probably decision. like, what was I thinking? You got your goddamn mind. How you fall in love with Khloe Kardashian when you got Taraji P. Henson on your side? You... He did say it was love at first sight with Khloe Kardashian. They got married, you know, just one month after they met each other. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You, you choose, choose Khloe Kardashian over Taraji P. Henson? What's wrong with you, boy? You smoking crack or something? Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. All right. Well, let's talk about Centoya Brown's husband, Jamie Long. Now, Centoya Brown was Centoya Brown Long was up here, and so was her husband, Jamie Long. And Jamie Long was discussing what people had to say about him because his ex, Pam, who was also from the group Total, uh, thought that he was using Centoya basically for I don't want to use the word clout, but I don't know what other else to use in this situation. Here's what Jamie Long said when he was up here. I think it was very selfish. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's trying to reinvent her career. I don't know what she's trying to do because me and my wife serious, man. We serious about what we're doing. We serious about the message. And, you know, I've been divorced from Pam, what, almost four or five years now, man. I don't know. And, and, and man, we didn't even hang out. I didn't see her that much when we were married. Yeah. But I just feel like it was selfish of her to come out and do something like that because it's like you discredit what my wife is, is trying to do, trying to attach your name to something like like this. What? Well, Pam has her own podcast called Pam's World, and she responded to what he had to say on her podcast. About the man that forces himself on women. Do you remember that night? Mm. You want to go there. Come on. I don't think you really want to talk about you. So my thing is that all the lies, and like I said to anybody else, come on, hook me up to any machine that you want to hook me up to. But I don't think you can sit down and be comfortable hooked to something, telling all of these lies that you're saying. 
So what what lies is he saying? I mean, I haven't been paying attention, I guess, that much. But what lies is, is she saying he's saying? Well, I guess she was saying that she feels like he's doing this in order to get more attention. And he's using Centoya and that whole situation. And you know, he used to be in Pretty Ricky. Yeah. And so... I, I understand all that, but what's the lie, though? Like, what lie is she saying? She's saying? saying, you know that you're nasty. You know that that's not the person that you are. You used Christianity and religion on me, oh, just like you use you. it on her. So that's not really who you are. That's what she's saying. On her behalf, you got to listen to the whole podcast to get it all. Mm. But I guess she feels like he's lying, and he's lying to the world. All right, now, uh, Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy, and you all know Jesse Williams, he's going to be on the next episode of Power. And you know what his role is? He is the father of Lala Anthony's son, Cash. Mm -hmm. So in this next uh, episode, I guess we'll see the two of them coming together, mourning Lakeisha's death on the show. And trying to figure out what to do in retaliation. I saw someone yesterday say that Jesse can't play a hardcore felon seeking retaliation. And I'm like, what part of acting don't y'all yeah, understand? Yeah, why can't he? Why would they say that? Because <laughs> like, he's an actor. I'm sure he could get into character. Do you think Tommy really? You think Joseph Sakura really acts he's like, like Tommy? He's like the nicest guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, stop. Yeah. And um, I, uh, we also had Naomi up here earlier and she has a whole British accent and she's playing like she's from New Orleans. Exactly. <laughs> like it's acting. All right. Nelly and the woman who accused him in the UK of sexual assault have reached a settlement. They've reached an agreement and they're going to settle everything out of court. So this woman uh, um, had filed a lawsuit against him and accused him, saying that he forced her to perform oral sex during a meet-and-greet back in 2017 when he had a concert in Essex in England. And now, according to documents that they filed in federal court yesterday, the accuser has informed the judge that she and Nellie have recently settled their dispute, and we don't know whether or not any money changed hands, what's happening, and whatever the terms of the agreement are, are confidential. But that's, I guess, out of the way now. So that's over and done with. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yes. All right, so Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, the guy who called in during Tell Him Why You Mad, I can't man, uh, rem- remember the brother's name, but he had a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Zachary Christensen, the, the, the middle school resource officer who beat up that 11-year-old girl, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's the Breakfast Club. Just don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey it's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, October 24th goes to a former school resource officer named Zachary Christensen. Now, if you don't know who Zachary Christensen is, he's the sucker who decided the proper way to restrain an 11-year-old middle school girl in Farmington, New Mexico, was to live out his UFC MMA dreams on her, okay? Do you remember back in the day when, as a big brother or older cousin, you would practice all the latest WWE moves on your much younger sibling? Scorpion death locks, Stone Cold Stunners, Rock Bottoms, Figure Four Leg Locks, Brain Busters, Power Drivers. All those things are easy as hell to do on your young siblings. Trust me, I know I have two younger brothers who I'm sure I've tombstoned on several occasions. Now, I'm saying all that to say this is exactly what Zachary Christensen did to this young 11-year-old girl. Words like uh, unnecessary, needless, uh, causeless, and every other word you can say uh, 
you can use to say this should ne never have happened are all understatements when you hear this story and see this video. Let's go to WTLC CBS 11 for the report, please. Mesa View Middle School Resource Officer Zach Christensen claims this is the moment an 11-year-old assaulted the principal, compelling him to take action. Can't push him out of the way. Okay, I've had enough of this. Take your bag off. The situation quickly escalates. Put your arms behind your back. Oh, School administrators were present from the beginning. They spent nearly 45 minutes trying to get the girl to listen to their repeated request to sit down and talk to them. They remark on her constant disruptive behavior throughout the video. But when the situation turned physical, they tried to intervene. Officer Christensen, she is not a threat to yourself or others at this moment. After an internal investigation, the 11 year veteran resigned. You're asking too much of me as a father, as a man. You really want me to eat that because you got a badge? Now, I know for a fact I heard the principal say to the police officer she is not a threat. And the cop who wants to be Conor McGregor so bad, Zachary Christensen said, yes, she is. Why? I think because she was black. And all black people, no matter the age, no matter the size, no matter the gender, are always perceived as threats in America. It is what it is. And you know the line they use to justify their BS. Do not resist. And if that line gives you a valid reason to manhandle her, because that's exactly what you were doing, manhandling. In fact, this is a classic example of a manhandling a situation all wrong. She was 11 years old. And all this started because the young lady brushed, I mean, barely grazed an administrator as she was walking by and she's going out the door. Uh, the school resource officer comes up behind her, grabs her book bag and says, uh, he's, he's had enough of this. <laughs> like, Jesus. Why is it always our kids who get treated like this? Like, where's the emotional de-escalation whenever black people are involved, okay? And this is why schools need to have social and emotional learning. Not just for students, but clearly for administrators and school resource officers who don't know how to control their own emotions and own feelings. Okay, Zachary is clearly a hurt individual and hurt people hurt people because only a damaged human would do this, okay, to an 11-year-old girl, okay? Like that, that 11-year-old girl couldn't have made you that mad that upset if something wasn't internally wrong with you. But after all that, we can get to the inner work that you need to do to heal later. For now, I want to know where that young girl's father, uncle, brother at to whip that ass. All right, you gave this young 11-year-old girl a concussion, so I think it's only right you get one back. Fair is fair. Why can't America just let certain things get handled the good old-fashioned way? Like, if that's my daughter, as a father, I want to fade, okay? We need to start an organization uh, called Triple F, right? Fathers for Fates. When stuff like this happens, okay? When stuff like this happens to our daughters, and since Zachary wants to be an MMA fighter so bad, let's run it. If you're able to do a grown man like that, okay? If you're able to do to a grown man what you did to that 11-year-old girl, cool. You can resign, go live your life, whatever. But if not, and you just get your ass kicked, great. Everything is fair and right with the world. You're just asking too much, okay, of me as a father to sit back and allow someone to violate my little girl physically like that. Right? You have instilled a level of trauma in that young girl that it will probably take her years to repair. On top of that, we don't know if she was already dealing with trauma in her young 11 year, years already. So you've really ruined this girl for a minute. Zachary Christensen is a sucker. And if someone violates him in New Mexico the way he violated that 11-year-old girl, in my humble opinion... He deserved it. But hey, what do I know? Please let Chelsea Handler give Zachary Christensen the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely need to go to jail.
Mm-hmm. 1,000%. I heard he's not being charged, though. I thought they were... They are charging him? They're saying they're uh, considering it. Oh, 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 they're investigating. Right, they are considering yeah. <laughs> he could still be charged. As if there's not a whole video. Like, what type of investigation needs to happen? Just watch what we watched, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you got to ask you coming up, Yee? Uh, yes, if you want to ask a question, 800-585-1051 is the number if you want to call up and ask ye anything on The Breakfast Club. That's right. The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's the Breakfast Club, and it's time for Ask Ye. Now, who's on the line? Whoa! Hey. Hi, hi, Ye. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm such a huge fan, um, and I'm whispering because my husband is sleepy. Just came home from work, but this is a secret that my son expressed to me that he wants to keep a secret. Okay. So my son, he just turned ten, mm-hmm. and he told me that he made like boys and girls. Okay. And what did you say? So I don't. Um, I told him no matter what that I will love him, um, and whatever decision he makes, I'll, I'm going to stand next to him. But I'm not sure if what he's feeling is correct or or any, like I don't know. I need help with this. I'm not outside. I'm handling it good with him, and I'm trying to keep our relationship. You know, um, I want him to come to me right for anything, about anything, mm-hmm. but. Inside, I'm like kind of panicking, and I don't, you know, like I'm going back and forth with myself. Well, what are you panicking about? Because number one, he's a young black man already, mm-hmm. um, right. and you know, just to be open, and he's already being bullied. He's already have mental health issues, and you know, it's it, it's just tough out here for him. So, mm-hmm. one more stigma on top of that is just, you know. Right. He's already expressed in the third grade that he wanted to commit suicide. Wow. It sounds yeah, like, so, have you so put yourself... I'm thinking, like, maybe this is, you know, what everything was that he was hiding, you know? Right. Like, yes, because it is painful to have these things that you want to hide, you don't want people to know. He, It's great that he felt like he could tell you. Yes, that's what I told him. Right, and start expressing that to you, and you have to keep those lines of communication open. I think your response was amazing, and I understand that you are concerned because that's your child, so you don't want him to be out in this world where people can be really nasty and cruel. And I Exactly. Right, so and I... And he expressed to me that he does, like, a boy in school, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, I don't... I don't know how to how to handle everything. Like like this is a lot. Like he's only ten. Is he too young to have these feelings? Is he you know like is this something that's normal? Is this going to change? I have so many questions. Like I don't I don't I need help. And you know what, honey? There's nobody that can even answer all those questions for you because he probably doesn't even understand everything right now. He just knows right. how he's feeling, and at least he's able to express how he's feeling, and that's all he can do. Now, have you got him some professional help? Somebody that he could speak to so that they can help him navigate and maybe both of you should go right, and, and exactly. I think I that not done that far you mm-hmm. know like I'm still kind of in shock this he just expressed this to me two days ago right so I'm just like still trying to you know see like I don't want him to you know feel like he can't trust me but I don't want him to he's only 10 and I don't want him to start reacting on these feelings and you know like I I don't know 
and then he's also expressing to me like you know please don't tell my dad and and don't tell this person and you know like I just he's scared of every everyone's reaction right so and you you should respect that of course and you are yes, of course yeah don't tell anybody else but definitely go set up something for you guys to find somebody good to talk to if you hold on the line I actually have somebody that can be really helpful with that and that would be uh, Dr. Oh. Kendall Jasper and I always refer people to him when we're in situations and I feel like this is dire because I want you to be able to know how to deal with this. I'm not an expert yes. in that but I do feel like what you've done so far has been amazing as a mom and I know that I want you to be able to express to him in the best way possible uh, how much you love him, how much you care about him exactly. and, also, and also help him learn how, what he needs to do in order to be more comfortable and not have feelings of suicide because that's major too. You don't want him to ever think about that again. That's my worst fear. All right, hold on the line. I'm going to hook you up with, with uh, Dr. Thank Kendall you Jasper. So much, e. Thank you so much. No problem. Damn. That's, that's Askey, uh, 1-800-585-1051. You can call up at Askey, whatever you want to talk to her about. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Askey. Keep it real. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and we are doing Askey. And... Listen, we do our best to answer any questions that you might have about anything. So I appreciate people trusting me enough to call up and want to discuss. So we have uh, someone on the line that has a situation about a relationship. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Nick. Nick, what's your question? Well, I've been in well a relationship, a long-distance relationship for two years with a guy. Mm -hmm. And I went visit him twice already. Okay. And he hasn't come visit me. And I'm here in Texas, and he's in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is somebody I grew up with, been known since elementary school. Okay. And I understood that he couldn't come, you know, during times he was having some health issues. But, I mean, everything is better. He's back at work and everything, and the holidays are coming up. And he wants to know if me and my kids are coming visit, but he's never came here. So I'm starting to feel like it's a waste of time because everything is on me. Have you told him to come see you? Yeah. So he asked you to come see him. And what did he say when you said, well, I would love for you to come here instead? Well, he was like, well, all my family is coming. And, you know, I want you to meet my family. And it's, I'm not interested in meeting his family because I feel like you haven't made any steps as a man. So, come, you know, to show anything to me yet. And you're, and you're paying for you and your kids to go out there also? Yeah. Everything is supposed to fall on me. That's what I'm saying. So I would, a couple of different things here, right? He's saying that he wants you to go meet his family. I'm sure, do you have family in Texas that you want to see also for the holidays? Yeah, my grandmother is coming from California who's just turned 90 years old. I would tell him, and this is what I do for the holidays because I'm in a long-distance relationship also. So I go there, and then he also comes here. So we try to split it up. My family celebrates, like, Thanksgiving the day after, and they celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. So we split it up, but he needs to make that effort, and you should tell him, like, this is what we're going to do. Um, first of all, he needs to help you guys when it comes to travel and finances with that because it is a big deal to pick yourself up and your kids and go and travel, and you should ask for that. You should be like, look... You know, can you at least make sure if we're going to come there, because it is expensive, I'm going to need some assistance with that. You should definitely tell him that. And you need to say, okay, let's make a date from when you're coming here, though, because I need you to be with my family also. So if we can work that out, then I'm with it. If we can't, then I'm not going to be the one making all this effort. Right. But, I mean, this is kind of a bad timing for me to be traveling with my kids. 
because, you know, the f- family is really trying to pull together. My children's father was just murdered three oh. months ago. Oh, wow. So okay. I'm really trying to keep them here around their family. Right. You know, for the, this is the, their first holidays without their dad. Okay, so you're not, okay, so keep it real. You're not going there. That's not happening. And he should be really sensitive yeah. to that. And his family should understand that right now he's got to be with you. Well, his mom then was like, well, you know, you wasn't with your children, daddy, so this, that, and other, but that's not So what? That's for the kids. Right. The case is I need to be there for my children emotionally. Right. Because this is a lot that they are going through also, not to mention that that was my ex-husband, and we were together for 13 years. No, absolutely not. He's got to come there, and if he doesn't come there, then I don't feel like he's really uh, making that effort at all. Uh, You didn't tell me that part of the situation. No, I just I feel like it's kind of excuse after excuse and Yeah, no, nah, you can't be the you can't be it. the only one doing that. And if you feel that way and it's bothering you and clearly it is, then you have to figure out what your next steps forward are. And if he's not gonna make that effort, then that's not the person for you. I think that shows right. a lot. Especially in a time like this. Right. He should be checking on you. He should be like, Look, I'm gonna come out there what y'all need, let me make sure the kids are good. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's it. You're right. Thank you so much. No problem. That All sucks. Right. What does he think? You're going to leave home and come see him when your kids just went through this trauma and so did you? That's right. We do ask you every Wednesday and Thursdays after Donkey of the Day. Now, you got the room report coming up? Yes, let's talk about Cardi B. Now, she had to clarify some comments that she made. Uh, people were trying to say that she said she paved the way for other female rappers and she's telling you what really happened. We'll discuss you during the room report at the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So, Cardi B was on the Rap Radar podcast, and she was talking about her career and how she has helped open doors for other people. I feel like after me, I'll say that it's kind of, like, easier for a lot of these female artists. Like, I feel like before me... Mm. There was no female yeah. rapper that was signed to a label. Well, you know, the ones that already been established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was signing them. Yeah, right. And now everybody's just signing yeah. them. If you could rap and you got a couple of followers because nobody want to miss the opportunity like a lot of labels and people miss the opportunity with yeah. me because I went to a couple. <laughs> yeah. I went to a couple of motherfuckers. They say no, no. Wow. Where's the lie? Right, so people were, I guess, upset saying that she quote-unquote, was saying that she paved the way for other women. So she went on Twitter to clarify. She said, I didn't say I paved the way for female rappers, but I definitely gave the hood and women hope. They said, she said people weren't collaborating with female rappers. Labels weren't signing female rappers. Labels were signing female rappers and putting them on a shelf and not focusing on them, not giving them proper attention. She said it seems like it was impossible for it to be more than one female rapper. So Cardi, Cardi is absolutely right. And Cardi did for this generation of female rappers what Nicki did to the generation before her about 10 years ago. Like, there would be no Cardi without Nicki and there wouldn't be a lot of the Cash Dolls and Meg The Stallions without... Cardi. I don't see what the problem is. Right. So um, that's what she wanted to make sure that she clarified. So she said, and for the slow ones, again, no ain't made females want to rap because bitches been rapping. Bitches been have talent. But the music industry wasn't believing and ishing on female rappers. And that's Big Bentley. I didn't think that I don't think the music industry thought that it could be like more than more than one successful one at a time. You know what I'm saying? 
Because Nicki was the only successful one for a long time. Like, even think about the BET Awards with female rappers. She'd win every single year. So Cardi did usher in a new new wave of female rappers. And I will say this. When we talk about, like you said, Cash Doll and Meg Thee Stallion, they have been rapping for years. Yep. But I think labels were like, okay, we got to make sure we get in on this because we Absolutely. see the what happened of Cardi. with Cardi. So yeah. that is, you know... I think that's a good way to look at it. All right, so here's something nice. Young Thug and Kevin Lyles, they're giving a band a chance to win $25,000, HBCU band. So they have announced the Hot Battle of the Bands Challenge. They're asking for HBCU marching bands to create a brief TikTok video performance of them performing Young Thug's record Hot, and then they can win $25,000. Hey, man, I'm all for people giving back to HBCU. Salute to everybody that's trying to do something for an HBCU. That's what we have to do. All we need is us. All right, and now let's talk about JT. You know, she's home now, but she said while she was in jail, little Yachty cheated on her. She was on her Instagram Live, and she was talking to Tommy, Tommy Lee, and here's what happened. Yachty was sick, though. I can say that. He was sick, though. Like, he used to be, hey, calling, talking about you on the phone, all this shit. Yachty, yeah, he stayed down. He stayed down. Child, like, barely. Yachty is a motherfucking What you mean, barely? Yachty had a bitch on his birthday, fake up, no, this whole head, this whole telling him, Happy birthday is some old shit, child. That's just why he stays in the. Hold on. Oh no! See, I ain't know all that. Yeah, girl, had this whole bitch at his grandma's funeral and everything. Child, it's just too much. He stays in the tree zone. <laughs> so little Yachty walks into the room and he joins in the conversation as well. And here's what happened. Yachty changed his number the day I got out of prison. Come on, come talk about it. Oh no! Hold on. <laughs> what I'm talking about is. Um, when his grandma had died, his grandma, your grandma lived in South Carolina. R.I.P. Grandma. North Carolina. Rest in peace, Grandma, by the way. I was by myself when I was You said to go to Carolina, remember? What the f*** are you talking about? Oh, never mind. Now you know what the f*** I'm Tommy, bro, stop doing that shit, bro. I don't know what I'm talking about. This news to me, Sheesh. It's amazing how I cannot give a F about any of this until I hear it. Now that I've heard it, I'm like, Yanni and JT were dating. I don't think anybody knew. Even Tommy, who was on her Instagram story, uh, Instagram live with her, didn't know. So. When did this happen? All right. This is just as intriguing as well, Selena and Justin Bieber. that's why she keeps him in the Bieber. trick zone. <laughs> this is as intriguing as Selena, Justin Bieber, and Holly. I had no idea that. Haley. Haley. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Yes, everybody watching us on Revolt, peace to you. And uh, DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix is up next. I, I, I really... Really hate introducing DJ Choice, DJ Envy's People's Choice Mix, because there is no choices being made except from DJ Envy. He is the only people in that mix that gets to choose what songs play. But it's up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Um, Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is still in Paris. Paris. Well, he should be on his way back. No, I think he, he's on a flight. Hopefully, I just saw him post a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. He might be on the private jet. That's an old picture because he actually FaceTimed us from the Eiffel Tower yesterday and he was with Jermaine Dupri. If DJ Envy uh, is flying back on the private jet, then he's a liar because he said the flight was delayed. <laughs> All right? So something ain't adding up. But, Maybe he's at home. Uh, he, I think he's at home. And, and I think he's those got that old one picks. of those apps where you can put yourself wherever you want to be. Yes, I don't know why. He might as well just stay out the whole week. But uh, salute to the cast of Black and Blue. Well, not the cast, the two stars of Black and Blue. Naomi Harris and Tyrese. Black and Blue comes out tonight in theaters. Salute to the director, Deion Taylor. They pulled up this morning. Uh, had a very good conversation about police brutality and what they're trying to do uh, with this movie, Black and Blue. So everybody go out there and support Black and Blue, man. That movie is for us, by us, okay? And shout out to the woman who is anonymous who called during Ask Yee. We are going to get her some help. That was tragic. 
And shout out to Dr. Kendall Jasper, who is going to make sure that they get uh, somebody that they can talk to, a therapist, and uh, get her son, who's only 10 years old and not sure. Uh, I guess he says he likes boys and girls, so she just wants to make sure. I can imagine how scary that must be for your kid, just because you know how people are in this world, and you want to protect your child from yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, trying to navigate through all of that in this social media world, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the people, when you when you feel like you want to talk to somebody, you take it to social media, and you got a bunch of people clowning you, and then you probably got a bunch of people telling you to kill yourself, all kind of, like, it's just too, Whoa. these kids got yeah, too much press easy. on them, bro. All right, well, we'll keep you guys um, updated on the progress of what happens with that. And listen, salute to everybody in Milwaukee, man. I'm going to be in Milwaukee uh, this Sunday. I'm going to be at the Varsity Theater at 1 p.m. with Krishanda Lee Perez. You know I love the city of Milwaukee. We'll be having a conversation about, about black emotional health and wellness and mental health uh, this Sunday, 1 p.m. at the Varsity Theater in Milwaukee, okay? And shout out to Krishanda. That's my girl. We actually went to college together. For real? Yeah, she's an author, and I actually uh, moderated a uh, or was on a panel with her about her book, but we both went to Wesleyan University. Dope. And she actually used to do fashion shows when we were younger. She wanted to be a designer, so I was the photographer for her fashion show when I thought that I was going to be a photographer in life. So, shout out to Krishana doing some great work out here. Word, I'll see you Sunday. Also, don't forget the Lift Service Live Tour. We pick back up again in Charlotte on Sunday. So, if you want to come out, Stunner for Vegas, Black Zach will be on that show, plus some other special guests, and DJ Louis V as well. And then on Monday, we're in Silver Spring, Maryland, and that's going to be a really fun one, too, with BJ, the Chicago Kid, and uh, some other guests that we have to announce. I'm about to post that today. So make sure y'all get your tickets. Go to Ticketmaster.com and search Angela Yee and you guys can be in the house with us too. Now we'll be back with the positive note when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. It's time for the positive note. And I posted this on my Instagram this morning, but be the person who breaks the cycle. If you were judged, choose understanding. If you were rejected, choose acceptance. If you were shamed, choose compassion. Be who you needed when you were hurting, not the person who hurt you. Peace. It's the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?